0: Achieve it. Here's your host, Ivory Lanou, renowned angel communicator. Do you want to know more about angels? Are you ready to level up your spiritual journey? Then you are going to love my inner circle and Patreon. Membership includes great benefits like virtual workshops, mentoring programs, topical videos, interesting posts, a supportive, like-minded community, discounted sessions with me, and access to a library of videos and posts on topics you care about like angels, spirituality, healing, and personal growth. Join and begin your spiritual expansion today. That's the Angel Room Inner Circle on Patreon. Hi, thanks for joining me today. The topic is ancient symbols and their meaning. I want to say hello to my listeners in Cebu City, the Philippines. You are very special to me. Thank you so much for tuning in and following the show. I appreciate it. Um, uh, let's jump into this. This is a I got a lot of information for you, and I had a lot of fun gathering it. I actually decided not to show pictures in this main podcast episode, because I realize 99% of you are listening on a podcast platform, and I don't want to make you go over to my YouTube channel. So I'm going to hold that off till the Patreon part at the end. So let's start with the spiral. And I think everybody knows the spiral. It goes around, around a little coil like that. The spiral is one of the oldest geometric shapes found in the ancient world. Petroglyphs of these symbols date back to the Neolithic period a long time ago. In ancient cultures, the spiral reflected the universal pattern of growth and evolution. It represents the goddess, the womb, fertility, and life force energy in general. And it's one of the most common patterns found in nature. You can find it in the path of draining water or the eye of a hurricane, the spiral is a symbol for big concepts like evolution, life, consciousness, creation, and more. In Celtic heritage, spirals are said to symbolize both the inner and outer worlds and the themes of birth, death, and rebirth, as well as the unity of mental, physical, and spiritual self. In Native American culture, the spiral was derived from their solar hieroglyphics, and is known as the symbol for eternity or for the path of our existence on earth. The healer's hand was said to have the curative powers of the tribe's shaman, which is why it's sometimes referred to as the shaman's hand. Next is yin-yang. The symbol refers to a concept originating in ancient Chinese philosophy where opposite forces are seen as being interconnected and counterbalancing one another. It is commonly represented by the yin-yang symbols, which is a circle made up of black and white swirls, each containing a spot of the other color. The earliest Chinese characters for yin and yang are found in inscriptions made on what's called oracle boxes. And these are skeleton remains of various animals used in ancient Chinese divination practices. That was at least as early as the 14th century BCE. And in these inscriptions, yin and yang simply are descriptions of natural phenomena, such as weather conditions, especially inferring the movement of the sun. There is sunlight during the day, which is yang, and a lack of sunlight at night, yang, yin rather, and according to the earliest comprehensive dictionary of Chinese characters in 100 CE, yin refers to a closed door, darkness, and the south bank of a river, and the north side of a mountain. Living in a mountainous area, I can tell you the north side of a mountain is a dark place early in the day. Yang refers to height brightness and the south side of a mountain. These meanings of yin and yang originated in the daily life experience of the early Chinese. Peasants depended on sunlight for lighting and their daily life routines, just as farmers did and early settlers did here. When the sun came out, they would go to the field to work, and when the sun went down, they would return home to rest. This sun-based daily pattern evidently led to a conceptual claim Yang is movement, or dong, and yin is rest, or jing. In their earliest usages, yin and yang existed interdependently and were not connected. The first written record of using these two characters together appears in a verse from the Book of Songs, Viewing the Scenery at a Hill, Looking for Yin Yang. This indicates that yang is the sunny side and yin is the shady side of the hill. This effect of the sun exists at the same time over the hill. In the podcast extension over on Patreon, I'll be talking about a little bit more about why that's important. Talk about the Ankh, an Egyptian symbol. It is a symbol from ancient Egypt dating back to the 30th century BCE, also known as their first dynasty. It is depicted as a cross with a loop on top, a design whose origin researchers have debated debated for years. Many suggest that the knot is an interpretation of an earlier sign meaning protection, with the ankh being a version used for amulets. Others argue that it represented the knotted straps of a sandal or may have even had sexual connotations resembling both female and male reproductive organs combined into one symbol. Regardless of its literal meaning, as a symbol of the concept of life, the Ankh appeared often in the art of ancient Egypt. It was depicted in the hands of gods, shown presenting it to the pharaohs of each dynasty, giving the breath of holy life. And now the cross. This represents the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, the central figure of the religion, Christ's death by crucifixion and subsequent resurrection are considered the principal and defining events in Christianity, and as a symbol representing them, the cross is accorded great importance. However, the cross is not a Christian symbol, but has its roots in paganism. The original form of the Babylonian letter T was a cross and represented the god Tammuz, which is identical to the crosses used today. The original meaning of the word cross translated from the Greek word staros, which meant an upright stake. I think it's always interesting to see the origin of words and phrases and things that we use in everyday life now. Next is the all-seeing eye, which is a pyramid with an eye in it. If you're here in the U.S., you see it, or you've been to the U.S., you see it on our money, our bills. Our bills. It was first proposed as an element of the Great Seal by the first of three design committees in 1776, and at the time was a conventional symbol for God's benevolent oversight. The symbol is also known as the Eye of Providence and the Eye of Horus. It has been a central symbol of religious and medical organizations across many cultures that includes Egypt, Britain, India, and America. The symbol is also representative of the hamsa. Its origins can be traced back to Egyptian mythology. It appears in both Buddhist and Hindu doctrine. In Egypt, again, it's known as the Eye of Horus, and it was used by Egyptians for thousands of years to provide protection, health, and restoration. It depicts six senses, the usual ones you're familiar with, smell, sight, taste, hearing, and touch, as well as the sense of thought. One of my favorites, Celtic harp. Also known as the Gaelic harp, this is one of the most common symbols of Ireland. The Celtic harp set against a green background first appeared as a symbol of Ireland in 1642. This strengthened a link between the instrument and the Irish people that has been established by bards and musicians who played it for their chieftains and kings in ancient times. And I play one now for years. As a symbol, the Celtic harp is believed to represent, among other things, the immortality of the soul, one of the oldest musical instruments in the world. A Pictish carving on an 8th century stone cross is one of the earliest known images of the harp in in Ireland. Harps are associated with Saint Cecilia, the patron saint of music, and they're also referenced in the Old Testament as an instrument for healing. And I think that's probably why uh, it led to, in modern times, it's pretty common to have harp players go into hospice units and play for them. I've done that. The rod of Asclepius. This is a global symbol of healthcare and medicine. It's an internationally recognized representation of the medical profession, and the symbol portrays a serpent coiled around a staff, traditionally represented by a knotty tree limb. K-N-O-T-T-Y, tree limb. It is associated with a Greek god, Asclepius, who was renowned for his powers of healing and unrivaled medical aptitude. According to mythology, he received this wisdom from the whisperings of snakes. The revelance of Asclepius is even reflected in the original Hippocratic Oath that doctors take. This began with the invocation, I swear by Apollo the Healer and by Asclepius. The significance of this image as representative of the art of healing is tied with the symbolism of both the staff and the snake. Traditionally, the rod has been depicted as a symbol of authority, while the serpent signifies rebirth, rejuvenation, and revitalization. The snake also represents the dual nature of the medical profession, which involves both life and death as its venom can be fatally poisonous, but also possesses medicinal properties. Uh, I'm going to talk about a symbol. I want you to just stay patient here with me because we're going to talk about the true meaning of this long before it was hijacked for negative purposes, but the symbol is swastika. The word swastika and the symbol has been around a very, very long time, far before that period of time. It comes from the Sanskrit words fostika, which means good fortune or well-being. The motive, a hooked cross, appears to have been first used in Eurasia as early as 7,000 years ago, perhaps representing the movement of the sun through the sky. The symbol has been used by Hindus, Buddhists, and Jains for millennia and is commonly assumed to be an Indian sign. Early Western travelers to Asia were inspired by its positive and ancient associations, and they started using it back home. So the swastika has represented benevolence and good fortune for perhaps 99% of its long existence. I feel angels coming in as I tell you this, and what I was thinking in my head as that happened was I think it's time we start turning it back to its original meaning so it loses any power for negative forces. So I just have to tell you that. Uh, The next symbol is a circle. The circle is a universal symbol with extensive meaning. It represents the notions of totality, wholeness, original perfection, the self, infinite, eternity, timelessness, all cyclic movement, and God. Some other meanings of the circle symbol are eternal life and infinite existence. The continuous line that forms a circle also signifies eternity, the infinite nature of life with no beginning and no end. It is the belief that we never truly die, but transition into different planes of existence, becoming immortal. For that reason alone, it could become my favorite news symbol. It also represents creativity. Circles symbolize creative energy, such as our own creations from a circular embryo. It is a sign of self-development and growth, something that never ends and should be continuous throughout the span of our lives. It represents wholeness and connectedness. It represents oneness or a sense of completion. No matter where each of us happens to be in the circle of existence, we are all interconnected, interconnected giving and receiving energy and experiences. The next one's the star and crescent. I should be showing you this. (laughs) I went to all the trouble to find these and print them out. So that is, uh, this is the Ankh. This is the star and crescent. So it's a star within the crescent of a moon. (laughs) Today, the star and crescent is used as a national symbol for numerous countries including Turkey, Algeria, Tunisia, Pakistan, and Malaysia. Featured on the flag of the Ottoman Turks, it gained prevalence as a symbol of the Ottoman Empire after 1757. Its use in mosques and minarets also led to the association of the Star and Crescent with Islam. The Star and Crescent's origins may partially stem from long-established Mesopotamian iconography. Iconography. Just my tongue got all dumbed up right there. Here, the crescent was associated with the moon god Sin and the star with the goddess Ishtar, who represents Venus. However, the symbol in its current form was likely developed in the Greek colony of Byzantinium around 300 BC. Within this context, it represented the moon and the goddesses Luna and David, with the morning star also associated with Venus. Uh, one of the most widely understood symbols is the pentagram. It's feared by many. From the Greek word pente, meaning five, and "gramma," meaning letter, the pentagram is a triple triangle that forms an interior pentagon. The simple five-pointed star has a rich and varied history. I'm going to talk about this symbol in more depth because it's been so warped by one particular group. The symbol was believed to contain magical properties and was used by ancient Chinese and Japanese religions to symbolize the five elements of life, fire, earth, metal, water, and wood. Early Christians used the pentagram to represent the star of Bethlehem. As time went on, this mystical representation of harmony, peace, and health evolved into a symbol of a negative kind of worship but let's explore the real meaning of the pentagram. The earliest use dates all the way back to 300 and I'm sorry, 3,500. Let's get this right. B.C. The Chaldees of Mesopotamia inscribed the symbol on their pottery and other artifacts. The Hebrews used the pentagram as a symbol of truth and to represent the first five books of the Hebrew scriptures. The Pythagoreans Of ancient Greece were fascinated by the mathematical purity of the symbol and viewed it as a sign of perfection. Ancient Babylonians used the pentagram to represent the gods and religious beliefs of their culture. During the medieval era, my favorite time, Christians believed that the pentagram symbolized the five wounds of Christ, and it was used to ward off evil spirits. For the first few hundred years after Christ's death, The pentagram was the primary symbol of the Catholic Church. The Inquisition was a period of violence and upheaval in the Christian church. People who did not conform to the church's strict views at the time were executed. During this time, all things associated with paganism, including the pentagram, were deemed evil and seen as tools of the devil. So the pagans went into hiding, secluding themselves from religious persecution and burning trials. These secret groups continued to meet, however, expanding their beliefs and ideas. They developed the science of alchemy, which had strong roots in geometric symbolism. The pentagram or pentacle is a geometric symbol consisting of five lines connecting end to end to form a five-pointed star. Found in several geometric figures, this mathematical ratio was first recognized by the Greek mathematician Pythagoras. Pythagoras, a lot of Greek words here, according to Pythagoras, the five points of the pentagram each represent one of the five elements that make up man, fire, water, air, earth, and psyche. The properties of the pentagram influenced artists and architects for centuries. Many churches have incorporated the shape of the pentagram into their floor plans and the symbol can be seen in stained glass windows and other architectural elements around the world. When I went to Eastern Europe, um, our tour group, it was a river cruise on the Danube. And we went by bus into many different countries, um, Hungary, Serbia, Bosnia, you know, into, into uh, Transylvania even. And I did see a lot of churches and I saw the symbol in a lot of those beautiful ancient churches. A few groups still use the pentagram as a symbol of harmony and spirituality. The temples of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints are adorned with a pentagram. The symbol of the pentagram is also used in many Wiccan ceremonies. Wiccans see the star as symbolizing the four elements of air, water, earth, and fire, which are perfectly balanced to create the fifth element of spirit. The pentagram ring is a popular talisman worn by Wiccan and other pagans. The star of life is often the main feature on their altars and a widely used ritual tool, often representing feminine energy. So let's jump to the eternity. I wish I had a picture of that show. The symbol for infinity that one sees most often is a lazy eight curve, technically called a lemmascape. The symbol was first used in a 17th century treatise on conic sections. So it's a sideways, skinny eight. It caught on quickly and was soon used to symbolize infinity or eternity in a variety of contexts. It shows that eternity has no beginning and no end. Eternity is often symbolized by the endless snake swallowing its tail. That's also known as the arubaros. Last, shamrock. Another one of my favorites. This is another of Ireland's most recognizable emblems. Its depiction can be seen everywhere on the Emerald Isle. As an image of a three-leaf clover, it's traditionally rooted in the Holy Trinity symbolism of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The patron saint of Ireland, St. Patrick, is purported to have used the shamrock in his teachings to convert the people of Ireland to Christianity in the 5th century. What few realize is that the sacred Trinity symbolism of the shamrock dates back even further than the teachings of St. Patrick. The symbol was originally associated with the Celtic earth mother, goddess Danu, possibly a deity of fertility, wisdom, and the wind, the three leaves are believed to have represented her status as the maiden, the mother, and the crone of Ireland. I hope this has been of interest to you. You know, my listenership is worldwide and I like to try to include as many countries' belief systems as possible because um, I'm not just catering to the United States because I'm based there. So I hope that this was interesting. And if you'd like to know more, please do join me over on my Patreon page which is the same name, The Angel Room. And you'll be able to watch this uh, continuation of today's topic for free. And that's going to be the most powerful spiritual symbols in the world. And I will be showing pictures of those. Um, Tune in next Sunday. The topic is being an empath is a gift. I am really looking forward to sharing that topic with you. And in the meantime, may your angels be with you. May your angels surround you every moment every day of your life. I'll see you soon. You've been listening to The Angel Room with Ivory Lanou. Tune in next Sunday at noon Arizona time for another enlightening episode.